Opa Yugi style, everyone. No! Welcome to Pod of Creed. Huh? Sorry? Carry on. Are, are, you, am, are you having problem? No. You've never bothered me in my entire life, Max. <laughs> Experiencing I, botheration, Sarah? I have never experienced botherations due to Maximilian Roller of this podcast. <laughs> Fuck off. Welcome to Pod of Greed, the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Kaiba Corp. I don't have a nickname today, but I my regular name is Max. Well, technically, Max is my nickname. My full name is Maximilian. Who are you people? I'm Sarah. Uh, that's my full name, also my nickname. Uh, I'm Dan. Uh, you can call me... You can call me Mr. Gamble Boy. I don't know. Right on. All right. I will be calling you Mr. Gamble Boy for the entirety of this episode. Thank you. Um, and I am Audrey, aka Bakuristan1991. 1991. Always and forever. And let's just take a moment of silence in memory of our fallen heroes, Argyle and Elliot, legally. Sometimes I still hear their voices. <laughs> Argyle and Elliot are like not even the shadow realm right now. They're just in hell. Yeah. We like we are we are gonna use dark side of dimensions as like a summoning circle to just like bring them both from the void back into this podcast. Argyle and Elliot are like they're stuck in the tribute cards, the blue ones, and you have to play the certain spell card in order to summon them. So yeah, we're, when ritual we're gonna, summons. We're gonna slap dark side of dimensions the spell card down, and they're both gonna like be ejected out of of our dual discs, fully formed, not unlike Athena bursting fully armored from the head of Zeus. Anyway. Like the Chilean miners rising from the <laughs> God. Um, what are we here to talk about today, folks? Uh, we did watch, we watched, well, we watched all of Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters, but most importantly for this episode of the podcast, we watched season five of Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters. That we will be wrapping up that season only on this episode. And we have some things to talk about. We do have some things to talk about, don't we? There were three whole arcs to talk about. God, there sure fucking were. And hey, can I say, one of them was good. <laughs> yeah, I loved Seto Kaiba's Wild Rides. Oh, oh, I was talking about Capsule Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I hate both of you, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are we going to start with? So Sarah, I know you have a bit of an outline of what we're going to talk about in this uh I have an journey. outline, but it's kind of an outline that I drew, like if I were to try and draw an outline of something at like 3am while half cut and like my hand was shaking. So it's, it is technically an outline, but you know, one couldn't really color it in with the kind of drop till the paint would go everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. The first question I want to kind of open up to the floor. Okay. Um... Was it good? Did you like it? How was it? How was season five for you? Season five was pretty good. I'm not going to like go into my rankings yet. Season five, very, very good. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think if we were to do rankings, it would be better to go by arc than season. Just... Okay. Mm. What about within the arcs of season five? Let's do a little bit okay, of ranking. Obviously, yeah, Capture yeah, yeah. Monsters at the top. No, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, well, th- th- I th- I'm here's the problem. We're all going to have probably the exact same rankings, right? It's going to go Millennium World, Kaiba's Weird Duels, then Capsule Monsters, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Does anyone want to disagree here? I mean, I only have one arc that I was here for, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, I, did, you, I did this the smart way. I only joined when it got good. Which, which oh, unfortunately yeah. means, Audrey, that Millennium World is by default your least favorite arc of season five. It is also yeah. my favorite arc by default, though. So, hey, okay, know. yeah. Checks out. Duality. Yeah. I love all my Yu-Gi-Oh arcs equally. <laughs> Earlier for that day. <laughs> I don't care for capsule monsters. <laughs> I, I don't care for Siegfried. I, the thing is, I do... 
I'm thinking about Siegfried, and I'm thinking yes, but that is only because I watched Adolescence of Utena the other day, and like, oh. fucking great movie, mm-hmm. and just when I Excellent. think of Siegfried, he's got the Utena hair, and I think about Utena, and I say, hmm. That's pretty yeah. gay. That's the thing about Siegfried, right? You look at him and you're like, hey, that looks like a cool character. And then he starts doing things and you sort of like retract. But the thing you're is, like, he did make Pegasus not be dead. Oh, wait, no, that was the Grand Prix. Yeah. No, this is during the. No. Wait. No, yeah, Siegfried, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Siegfried, Siegfried's Yeah, Pegasus. yeah, because his, his, his arc was that, like, yeah, Pegasus, yeah. like, took the sponsorship from him or whatever, because right, Pegasus yeah. is better. So Pegasus, he made Pegasus not be dead. <laughs> which Excellent is work. you know gotta Nobel say, Peace Prize. yeah the bar is low if the best thing you can say about a character is that they made you see another better character <laughs> you know oh he so he's like davos seaworth <laughs> he's just like davos seaworth yes <laughs> i love seacreen in his bag of bones <laughs> i'm sure that's what he calls his brother i don't fucking know i have never seen game of thrones in my life i won't admit to it <laughs> i read the first two books i don't know how to read I've actually technically read all the books. Can't remember a fucking thing that happens in them. Who among us? There's a lot. I just know Davos is there, and then they at the end of them, Danny gets a period, and that's how it ends. That's all I remember. Wow, that sounds. I'm like, glad she's regular. That sounds like riveting reading, Sarah. Absolutely fascinating. You've, you've totally Six sold. You've totally sold pages. me on it. Mm, New York wow. Times bestseller. There's a little man, and he eats an onion. You will, no, will never believe what happens next. <laughs> Bite this onions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for for me the to, to get back, unless we want to talk more about Game of Thrones, which we can do. No, okay. please save us. We, we were we were just doing that bit kind of to to feel the presence of Elliot in this podcast tonight. I, I'm sure he's like getting some weird spider sense right now, and yeah. I feel I feel uh, uh, Elliot in this audacity tonight. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so like Millennium World was like weird for me to watch mm-hmm. because i hadn't really watched it in like its entirety since i was a wee babe um a wee uh again i think maybe 11 years old maximum by the time these episodes were actually airing and it was like even back then it was like the most compelling part of the series for me though i was like really hard up into battle city i'm not gonna lie really enjoyed <laughs> battle city when i when i was first watching yeah. it but mm-hmm. more like yeah. bakura city eh uh, well, I mean, no. I, mean, I guess he's there. Technically, <laughs> there, are, there are very, in fact, small moments of, of Baccarat and Battle City, but they're very good moments, all of them. <coughs> More like Baccarat shitty, eh? I can't uh, remember if it was, I, was it Sahoni who said that Bakura is the Azrael of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh? Because it's true. You damn Azrael. Damn, Dan, that's pretty. That, you, I think you nailed it. Azrael is an Ungle Tail character, Sarah. Ah, oh. Uncle Tale, the tale of uncles. You'd know this if you were a real gamer. Azrael is a deeply sympathetic character who is technically also the true villain of the game. Uh, well, yeah. without yeah. getting into stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just, I was just going to say that, um, you know, for, so like it was like an interesting experience for me um, to to watch this now afterwards because the way i'd experienced millennium world was afterwards you know when i really got into manga and i started um reading shonen jump like uh, for in the u.s monthly shonen jump um Mm -hmm. but uh you know i i had an actual subscription to it and i was reading Yu-Gi-Oh uh in the manga version and i got way back into it again like it sort of reignited it and everything i've done since then 
um, has been through the manga, and I'm so used to the manga, um, like, chain of events that, like, watching it now, it was, like, very weird to, like, have this story that's, like, so similar to a story that's been, like, so near and dear to my heart for so long, and it's, like, but also, it's different. It's not at all like you remembered, and, uh... Like, some of the changes are for the better, some of the changes are for the worse, and it's, like, it was just, like, a very interesting experience to, like, go into it after, like, what has been now 18 years, 20 years, something like that, <laughs> mm-hmm. since I originally watched it, and to be, like, like you have been covered, colored by, your experience of this has been totally colored by the other adaptation of this story that you are much more familiar with, um... So yeah. yeah, yeah. You have that sort of like different lens of knowledge. Meanwhile, I'm complete baby, and this is like all entirely new to me. Like I knew that his name was Atem, and I knew that like they go to Egypt in some capacity. But aside from that, I had no idea like what was gonna happen. So like I was genuinely like, huh, this is pretty sick stuff. Takahashi got to hand it to you this one time. Yeah, Takahashi, he wrote all this. <laughs> Experiencing this as the dub watcher, it. It's interesting to think about because this was like, when they aired this, they aired this at the same time as the first season of GX. So, what? So, like, I think the production of that, of both affected the other. Like, I'm gonna get into it when we get into GX, but I watched, <laughs> like, the first two episodes, like, a year or two back. They, there's a lot, they just sort of have a lot of fun with GX. Like, GX is the fun one. And Dual Monsters is the serious one. And it's interesting to think about. Dan, not to spoil not to spoil anything, I have a genuine question, because I, I have never experienced GX. Um, don't, like, a lot of people die in GX? Isn't there, isn't, like, genocide a central part of- I've, I've heard tell that many people die in GX. <laughs> I only know bits and pieces. <laughs> okay. But, like- Season one of GX, like, season one of GX is, like, the goofy season. Got it. I would, mm-hmm. I would honestly, like, this might sound like an odd comparison, but I find it comparable to, like, I don't know, the first 30, 40, whatever episodes of Steven Universe, where it's, like, a uh-huh. goofy monster of the week show before, like, the plot starts going. Where Got it's it. not important in the sense that it's plot relevant, but it, I think it's important in the sense that it makes you, like think about and care about these characters enough that when the real when the shit hits the fan you really start going off yeah you get you get like immersed into the world and you care about the characters and all of a sudden genocide does supposedly happen and we're all going to say huh this is pretty cool well sorry uh the sub watchers are going to say huh this is pretty cool and the dub watchers are going to be like what do you mean they took a vacation they went on the cruise ship they went to the farm upstate (laughs) i don't know how it goes in the dub here here's what i know about the dub of gx in terms of handling serious stuff. There's hot sauce, I know that. Yeah, the first, like, serious thing I know about is they didn't do the last season because it was too dark. It, oh my uh, god, ooh, that, that makes wait. Dan, that makes me really happy to hear. Not I'm not mm. on my, like, I'm not on my shtick of sub good, dub bad, but, like, genuinely the fact that four kids is like, we're not gonna touch this one, like, genuinely excites me. We have no yeah. idea how to approach this, is, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that might be the genocide season. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking I think it might be. season three, I know season three, like, one of the things it does, and, like, that's one of the two seri- that's the first of the serious half, like, season mm-hmm. one and two are more lighthearted, season three or four are darker. 
Yeah. And one thing I know Four Kids tries to do with season three is like they basically I I don't know the exact situation, but it's something like like they try to like make it so that Jaden's possessed and that's why he's doing evil stuff or something sometimes, like that. Sometimes you just have a bad day. I do know I do know that possession does happen in like season three, and it is actual possession in the original version. Yeah. Oh yeah, because Audrey, you said you were gonna to keep up your bit, read the GX manga. I am reading the GX manga, which is interesting because it doesn't actually follow the series. Like, oh, like or or at least not exactly. Like, yeah, it's it's only six. The entire thing is only sixty five chapters long. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, my reader as well. Compared to the almost like three hundred chapters of Yu Gi Oh, uh, of Duel Monsters, um, between the pre Duelist, Duelist, and Millennium World arcs. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, so it's only, it's, it's only 65 chapters and it has, it's like vignettes, I think, from like the show. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it definitely does. It starts like after the show has begun, like, s- like part way through the school year or whatever. So it's interesting. But, um, ugh. so I can't tell yet how much, um, it follows the show or not because, uh, I'm not that far into the manga and also I didn't. I've made it two episodes into the series before I was like, nope, can't do it. Um, mm-hmm. this is, uh, so uh, we will see. But it's uh, it's interesting. It's not like a one-to-one the way like the DM manga was. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, so uh, looking it up on the wiki, I mean, and I, I don't want to spend this entire time only talking about the series that we're not supposed to talk about in this episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, GX aired about a year before the manga was released. Shit. And and the manga so GX went from October two thousand four to March two thousand eight. The manga went from December two thousand five to March two thousand eleven. So twenty oh, eleven. Yeah. Well, That's and he, and wild. here's the thing. That's the only other manga Takahashi wrote, I believe. All the other mangas are like based on the shows, and Takahashi didn't touch those. So it's like you know, all all might hands it off, but it's probably a, probably like messier. Takahashi's like, I don't care anymore. Someone else take this burden from me. So I'm, I, I feel I have a feeling that like we're gonna get some really really good discussions like enter the manga and the show because of the fact that the manga seems largely disconnected from it. So it's huh. cool that we get that juxtaposition of that, which I assume will happen in GX compared to this, where it's like there are differences between Duel Monsters and the manga, but like the big ones happen near the end. But other than that, it's like a little bit more subtle and just like small changes. So you know, it's yeah. it's I like that, you know. I sound like an absolute maniac for saying I like that I learned some things watching a, a Yu-Gi-Oh show for a podcast, but I like learning things watching a Yu-Gi-Oh show for a podcast. Yeah. yeah Listen, um, I've I've learned possibly some of the most life-important life lessons watching Yu-Gi-Oh for a podcast, mainly on the kind of podcast end of things, but hey, <laughs> we it's life. If you want to actually learn things, watch Gundam. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, you'll learn that robots are cool. You'll you um, learn that sunglasses are cool. Anyway, yeah, Sarah, what's we got next? Uh, do we, like, do y'all have things you want to say about Capsule Monsters or the Grand Prix, like, actually, or should we just kind of move on? Uh, I do have a couple things I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find the Grand Prix interesting as sort of like, it's sort of like almost a send-off, it, it, it mm. a send-off to dueling, like, they, mm-hmm. there's not, like... Millennium World, both manga and anime, don't have a lot of dueling aside from, like, two important duels and two less important duels. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the two important ones don't happen until the very end. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, they're at, like, at the very beginning and at the very end. So, like, I see, 
I see the, the like, thing they did, this whole tournament arc thing is, like, a one last hurrah for how goofy dueling can be. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And come to think of it, like, a tournament arc is, like, perfect. Like, the the first two arcs were kind of tournament arc-y. Uh, just having one last, one last hurrah to dueling was useful and interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you think about it, actually, the only season that wasn't a tournament arc was season four, which was just kind of a weird travel around the world, occasionally get challenged by weirdos on motorcycles who, for some reason, will submit to dealing you instead of beating the shit out of you because of reasons. Yeah, I wonder what happened with season four that it wasn't really following the main structure of Yu-Gi-Oh's plot. <laughs> but it it kind of does... The Grand Prix kind of brings it back and kind of makes you realize that, like, this... This show doesn't make sense outside of tournaments. Oh no, yeah, it, it it it's it's very much the kind of thing where you have to buy into the core competency of the world, like Pokemon. Why do not? Why do people not like just like, do crime with guns and stuff? No, it's all yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, what if because, Pikachu had a gun? What if Pikachu had a gun? And 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 the whole thing is like that's just how the world works. You know, you have to suspend your disbelief. I mean, again. We've been talking about this show for 112 episodes now. It is a children's show. This is a show made for kids to give their money to Papa Konami so they can uh, <laughs> not make good Metal Gear games. Um, and, and like, I'm kind of losing it in my metaphor here. But, like, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's not supposed to make sense. It's supposed to be fun when you sort of let yourself get immersed in, like, yeah, whatever. They're fighting uh, a, some freak named Darts and, uh, oh, the world-ending Leviathan is here. But you know what? They can do it with cards. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Buy, buy, buy the product. Yeah. And actually, another shout out to the Grand Prix arc for just, like, they're having a good time. Until, like, you know, corporate takeovers start happening and then they're having until, less Until a good capitalism time. worms its way into the plot. Exactly. But until capitalism, they're just gamers being dudes. Yeah. yeah what could be better than this? It's fun duels with fun gimmick duelists. They thought up as many gimmick duelists as they could. And, like, they're doing stuff on theme park rides. Yeah, it, it's yeah. like such a crystallization of Yu-Gi-Oh. And you know who predicted that they would have duels on the rides? I'm segueing here. Does anyone want to have anything to say before I do segue? Uh, real quick, real quick. Capsule Monsters in a vacuum is okay. Yu-Gi-Oh has such a funky, cool, weird creature design that I would actually genuinely enjoy a show where it's more it's Yu-Gi-Oh, but it was Pokemon instead. I don't think it worked in the actual show because it cut into the actual plot. But if it mm. were on its own, if it was its own complete spinoff with new characters and everything, and it worked like that, I would be into it. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Who predicted what? L- l- let's get Nostradamus in the recording booth now. Audrey, let me just check you. Oh, uh, no, I'm good. Uh, I, listen, I wasn't here for these series, and I yeah. certainly did not rewatch them as part of this. It wasn't going to happen. Sweet. I'm going to be living the dream. You know who else is living the dream? Who? It's it's Elliot, uh, because he said, just to get the good, good I have Foley. these sheets of paper that I scribbled on uh, in the last prediction of our, our episodes, um, and Dan, I'm sure you also have some notes about the predictions that we made, but what I have here for Elliot says, Kaiba tournament in Kaiba land on the rides, and then I've got written, he's cutting out. Oh wait, oh wait, okay. Uh, Elliot <laughs> predicted that they all go to duel at the same time as stopping their cards from flying away on the roller coasters. And then Elliot's sort of second prediction was that the evil in Yami's heart would manifest and that he would duel it. 
Like, it would manifest into his evil twin, like that Kaiba time in season Oh, yeah, that was weird. That was, that was a clown. It was a clown. That was a nasty clown man. The the the, the player killer clown. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. No, 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 not the, not the player killer clown. The weird one that, that like, a, a, when they fought that weird, like, panic. husk Kaiba. No, not panic. panic. A different one. A different one. There was a different clown in but, season like, no, one. No, no, no. The, there was evil Kaiba who had, I don't know, who was Kaiba's ghost or something. But then that evil Kaiba turned out to be player killer. No, yeah. no, th- hold on. I'm going to post a photo. No, no pan- panic, panic was ghost Kaiba in disguise. You're, you're, you think they're yeah. two separate people, but they're, they're not. They Max. are. That is not panic. That is. That is player killer. No, pa- player slash killer. Panic. Player, player killer, killer is- and panic are the same person. This is player killer slash panic. This is, they're different people. The image is loading. Hold on. Oh. This is important. Then who's the top one? They're different characters. Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess the first one is... Oh, yeah! I, I remember now. They're different. What? I'm not Yeah, wrong. the first one was the guy who pretended to be Kaiba, and the, the second one The first one is the, the nasty clown who was Husk Kaiba, and Panic is the guy with the cuts on his eyes, like Kakyoin. Yeah. Kakyoin has okay. cuts on his eyes? This is not a Jujutsu podcast. I'm right. Um, I remember now. Yeah. Max is correct. 2020. Well... Fine. I guess I'll hand it to you. You may hand it to me one time. Until you hand it back, and then I can hand it to oh, you. Oh, yeah, again. no, it'll be, g- give me about half an hour. I'll say something stupid. <laughs> I, speaking of saying something stupid, I was able to find and open up the uh, predictions for season five. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I want to declare Elliot completely correct on both of those. Well, of course, he's never been wrong in his life. Yeah. Yeah, he was right. He, he was sl- he. He didn't. He thought they would be doing on the rides themselves, which didn't happen. I know he wanted five Ds, which five Ds <laughs> I mean, will they, do. They kind of did, though. I'm pretty sure at one like, point you do see a duel on the roller coasters, but yeah, you know, All Rebecca right, yeah. dueled on the wheelie thing. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. And, Elliot got and it in one. Joey Elliot gets this dueled one. in the lava place. Yeah, yeah, that's a ride. <laughs> Sure. The, the the scenery can count as a ride if you play Roller Coaster Tycoon. Sure. Uh, and you know, um, what's his face? Schroeder's a ride if you know what I mean. I Did any of of the of of uh, any of people other than Elliot get anything remotely right? Uh, well, I'll I'll go over it. Um, yeah. Uh, I've got Argyle's here. Argyle has a yeah. Part two, so you go. Okay. You you go over what you wrote wrote down for Argyle, and then I'll like. Follow up with anything else that I wrote down. So uh, it says Capumon fun, but then a big bad big big bad guy comes in, and then Mukuba saves them from him. There's a duel on a bus. Tristan drowns. The Millennium Skills are there. There, the Millennium Skills are going to be wielded by a vigilante man. Shadi will be there to help. Um. Oh, and then uh, the second part of his predictions was that Kaibu would blow up another dealing computer and then fire his scientists. So... Shadi helped. Shadi was there. Capimon was fun. Yes. Um, Kaibu sort of metaphorically blew up a dueling computer when he tried to fight Zork by himself like an idiot. Yep, yep, that's true. Do you think that... I think Yugi blew up the dueling computer, technically. Do you think that Set... In taking over a millennium world, fired Sarah. all the scientists. Oh, okay, I, th- I thought you were going to d- lead into a stupid Gundam girl power joke like we did for the last three weeks. Do you think Seth effectively used, utilized girl power? Thank by... you. Well, here's the uh, thing. Here's the thing. You know, Mana was there. Yes, he did. Yeah. 
when 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 Kaiba and Yugi combined into like Kaiba had Blue Eyes Ultimate combined with Yugi, and that like oh, yeah. kind of overloaded the sort of Egypt dream simulation. I I th- I say that counts. It's a stretch, yeah. but I'm willing to stretch. Uh, Seto uh was able to utilize girl power literally by taking the uh. God, that really of, was uh, that really was literal girl. girl power, wasn't it? Damn, damn. Confirmed. You know, blue eyes, three thousand point attack. That's effective use of girl power. Jesus. That's three thousand. That's three thousand GP girl points. Three thousand girl power. What? What did I say? You said girl points. No, for my prediction. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh God, I'm not. At, I'm not at that point yet where I'm forgetting what I say as I say it. I have a little <laughs> bit of faith in me, guys. Um, it says Kaiba stops them from Egypt. I, I can't read my own writing. I don't know what this says. <laughs> and then it says, plot of Stardust Crusaders. And then the third point just right. says, robot. That's all I've got for your prediction. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I, it's, uh, your prediction was they were going to go to Egypt from the start, but they would be constantly waylaid by JJBA-style jackassery. And then the Michael Bay's Transformers would show up at some point. That happened. That happened. That happened. We that saw happened. Yugi's deck. There was a Michael Bay Transformer in it. That happened. Literally, ro- multicolored robots literally came together to form a strong robot. I I got it in one. All I right. haven't seen the series before, and I was right. I have. If you have doubt, proof. The proof that is in the podcast. That is mostly Voltron. That is mostly Voltron, not Transformers, I will say. Does Voltron have Wrecking Ball testicles? I think not. I mean... <laughs> John Turturro was pay- was paid to say that he is standing under the robot scrotum. Thank you, Michael Bay. <laughs> Thanks, Michael Bay, who invented Transformers, as we all know. Thanks, John Totoro. Right, exactly. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have to <laughs> protest this one here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Andre. I said that looking directly into your eyes, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> I was Thank facing you. New York when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's next? Uh, last is mine. Uh, uh, Dan, you said that Siegfried was going to have a cartoon German accent. Ding! Bingo, yep. bango, bongo. You also said that in Capimon, Yugi and Dark Magician would have a heart to heart. Which didn't happen in Capimon, but I feel like they kind of did have a heart to heart in Millennium World. That's like it? a main plot point of Millennium World. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. All right. And then... You also said that in Millennium World, Dub Kaiba will be classist towards Egyptians. I mean, there's one line where he's like, why are they dressed like this? This is stupid. Okay. Yep. Look, as it turns out, we're always correct. Every single one of our predictions came true. I'm actually very surprised at how respectful Kaiba was. If only Tristan drowned. Because what we didn't see, Sarah, is after season three, when he cures his mental illness, he starts going on meds. So he's a little bit better when he gets sucked into dream world. He's like, okay, this is fine, actually. Okay. He's the the Squidward on Zoloft picture. (laughs) I'm going to post that image because it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Thank you, Max. Keep talking. And that is, I don't think, I didn't make any predictions, I don't think. Nope. Nothing from me. Because I'd seen it before. All of it. You you Um, knew. Yeah, I knew. So yeah, I can finally take down these pieces of paper which have been hanging in my room for literally all of 2020. And I didn't make yeah, any we'll... I didn't make any predictions because no, I'm the wise old woman in the woods who has all the answers. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, these are hard to tear. Oh, I was okay. gonna do a hang on ASMR time. Yeah. Did you just eat paper? It sounded like you ate paper. 
Well, not yet. I haven't. I've just posted the. I've just posted Squidward so often. That's what Kaiba was in this season. Okay, I'm not eating. I'm not eating this. I've changed my mind. Okay. I can't pollute myself like that. That is a very good image. Thank you, Squidward Onzo. He's, he's just doing fine. I was literally in tears. Fine. I was in tears at my desk at work laughing at this the other day. <laughs> the more I look at it, the more I... Um, he's he's fine. Yeah, so so now we've we've confirmed that we are all the Nostradamuses of 2020. We are all completely correct. Every single thing we said was right. Um, uh-huh. We could have predicted 2020, but we decided not to in favor of predicting Yu-Gi-Oh! We wanted you to live with a little bit more happiness. Um, what's next on the docket, Sarah? So the next on the docket that I have says prizes. Does anyone have any prizes they want to give out? These won't give any awards or any kind of mechanical benefit to us as we go forward in this podcast, but I just thought we could vibe a little bit. The reward is a sense of pride and accomplishment that the characters feel for giving out prizes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have prizes. I, I, I have a prize. What's your prize? Uh, world's worst dad. To... Gonna give, g- gonna give that to my main. You, who else? I'm gonna give it to my main man Octodine for being. Well, uh, this is uh, about th- season five. Th- I yeah, guess. this, this I is know. within the scope of season five only. Yeah, yeah, it would Bye. be Gozaburo any other fair, any, fair any, enough, any, fair any enough. other context. L- lest we forget. Ocnadine is literally the reason that, like, the plot of Yu-Gi-Oh! exists. Oh, I'm aware. So, we, we gotta hand it to him, but what we're handing to him is, like, I guess a mug full of dog shit, because he's the world's worst dad. Uh-huh. I, uh-huh. I hate his guts. He's the world's oldest man, the world's worst dad. He sucks, and we're better off without him. I am going to award Elliot the uh, uh, pre-incarnation Mokubakaiba memorial plaque for <laughs> saying that... that for him saying that he thinks that Mokuba is dead in the pre-timeline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> did mm-hmm. Elliot say that? Yeah. 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 Uh, he was right. We did see Mokuba Kaiba reincar- pre-incarnation die on screen. We did. He was right. Pretty horrible. He was right, as always. You got an award, Audrey? Yeah, I have two awards, actually. Um, I'm giving Hit the it. Nobel Peace Prize to Thief King Bakura for being the only character in this series who did <laughs> nothing wrong. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> Um, and then I'm going to give, um, best eye candy award to my boy, Kaleem. He didn't do mm, jack mm. shit, but boy, did he look good not doing it. Give him Mr. Ancient Egypt, Sash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Millennium. Mr. Millennium <laughs> Universe. <laughs> um, you got one, Sarah? Uh, yeah, I have, I have several, I have two awards, sort of okay. three awards. I want to give an award to Audrey for best newcomer. Hey! Oh, thank you! And I want to give a retroactive award to Elliot in season two for best newcomer. Okay. They can share. And then it. I also want to give an award. <clears throat> this was a tough decision, but I want to give an award to Hurricane Laura for the greatest disruption to podcasting of 2020. Oh my which god. She oh no. narrowly beat out the global pandemic for this, so just shout out to Hurricane Laura. 2021 it will be the year of Argyle. 2021 year of Argyle. Um. I guess my real quick, my final award um, is the Simp Award, which I'm going to give to Harakti because she's my new god now. Okay, well, but shouldn't you give the Simp Award to yourself because you're doing the simping? Well, I give it to her and then she gives it back to me. Oh, uh, okay. You have to simp for it back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to talk about how nice her feet are or something. I don't know. She's uh-huh. really tall. I like uh-huh. her a lot. Yeah, do you think about it? Millennium World, we didn't get to see your feet, so... Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, uh, maybe Gene GX, we get to see more monster feet. Just, a, just an idea, just a thought. I'm just gonna throw out. Please, there. Uh-huh. just once, I am begging you, think before you speak. I never will, and I never have. I'm giving Max a Chaos Mode award. 
Thank you, Dan. I will, I will, I will cherish this for the rest of my days, which hopefully aren't many long. <laughs> I can't talk right now. Yeah, as you go up to Heroctian, <laughs> you say, please, large woman, step on me. Yes, and that's it. <laughs> that's how I go out. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> what's next our next segment we had some <laughs> rankings that we wanted to do stupid show yeah um so first of all uh we wanted to rank the six priests not quite sure in order of what like hotness you know we're just ranking we're just we're just ranking them that's it okay How simple ranking. Like them? no rules this, all this, right this is a coll- are we gonna do this individually i think we should do a collective ranking so we yeah, all get to like rank. yeah we're all going to collectively rank the six priests on what right, criteria right. doesn't matter they're just being ranked all right uh-huh. uh i'm just gonna pop open my uh do official handbook so i can refer to them all immediately in yeah case I we have get any so so he, here are the priests there is um shimon which is Yugi's grandpa, but in Egypt form. She, Shimon doesn't count as one of the six. Though. Oh, I guess he's like the retainer, isn't he? Yeah. So I got I got the six for you. I got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. Yeah, it's Isis Kaleem, Set Akhnaden, Shada, and... Um, oh, who is the sixth one that I'm... It's only... S- oh, Mahad. Uh, That's Mahad. what Mahad. I was missing. It was Mahad. Mahad, Mahad, Mahad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. That's what I was missing. It was Mahad. Okay, so yeah. It's Kaleem, Mahad, Shada, I- um, Isis, Set, and Akhnaden. Those are the oh, six. Yeah, Kashimon. I, I I get confused because Shimon uses the rod at some point near the end. He, right, but it is that the rod but, but, is but, set. But that's that's item. Okay, okay, okay. All right, we got them. So all. okay, so I think we can all clearly say in last place is Akhnaden. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would I would kick anyone else off the pot if they said otherwise. <laughs> okay, so sixth place Akhnaden. And actually, I'm going to give sixth place to Shimon and not even rank Akhnaden. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Shimon. You've been promoted. <laughs> All right. We, we all agree Shimon in last place? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, um, actually, well, yeah, because that's, that's because he's technically not a priest. So I think just right. by being on the, on the, on the board, that's a, uh, it's an honor yeah, for he, him. He, he has to sort of be the sacrificial pawn to be in sixth place. Cause otherwise Akhenaten would, would, would be on the list and we can't allow that right. to happen. Right. Yeah. Cause well, you know, I may think he's cool. I prefer him to shut up. He's not technically a priest, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of Shada, I kind of do want to put Shada in fifth place. I would also I, yeah, agree with Shada yeah, in fifth. Yeah. He's just kind of there, isn't he? He is there, and then it's just, it's, it's Shadi who does the things. Shada yeah, yeah. is just simply vibing and then kind of dies in a funny way afterwards. Shada is the George Joe star of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah. Shada is the George Joe star of Yu-Gi-Oh. Indeed. It was great how later on in Yu-Gi-Oh! or later on in JoJo, like, George Joestar came back as, like, a weird ghost and was guiding all the modern JoJo's. I thought that was very cool and interesting of Araki to do that. Yeah, and he got really, really shredded after he went to heaven, too. God, yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, am like I getting the dangerously shredded. Which was the name of, which one was the one between Jonathan and Joseph? Was that George, or was that, or was George the, Jonathan's dad? George that, is Jonathan's that was, dad? Yeah. No, so so George with a G is Jonathan's dad. Fucking... George, but spelled Jorge, like in Spanish, is between Jonathan and Joseph. Right, Jorge. And that's that's the one that has the crazy story where he fights 32 cars on the moon and meets like every JoJo's throughout time. What? Yeah, it's not canon, but it was written and it was sanctioned by Iraqi, I think. Yeah. It's, it's just called just... George Joestar. Look it up. It's cool. Yeah, it's a weird book. I think, so Kaleem in f- fourth place? I, yeah, sorry, I, Audrey. I think Kaleem's going to be in fourth place to me. I, yeah. I disagree. I'm putting Isis in fourth. All right. Mm, okay. Explain. I, I know. Um, I think... Um, 
Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm walking over to Audrey's side right now. Yeah, the, the reason is I honestly don't think... Um, I, I really like Isis, but I don't think she was all that more useful, ultimately, than Kaleem was. Um, and I kind of like Kaleem more. So for me, it's fourth for Isis. All right. Uh, hmm. I felt like Isis was a real team player. She She's always, like, doing all these searches and finding stuff. Uh, okay, but let counted. me propose to you this. You said the word usefulness. Name me one useful thing Kaleem did. He has his titties out. He fused monsters. He fused monsters one time, but it was a really cool one time. Isis, find all the Millennium items. She did predictions. She was just there being sexy. How about this? How about this? We'll have Kaleem and Isis tie. For third and fourth. Tie for third and fourth. All right. Are we all in agreement? Yeah, sure. Okay. They're all the same tier. Second? Oh, God, this is tough, isn't it? It's set for me. I'm sorry. Mahad is number one. Uh, It's second second goes to set. He spent spent too much time listening to Akhenaten and seriously considering his proposal. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll agree um, with that. Yeah, I think also it's sort of the weird juxtaposition of seeing a Kaiba character actually be helpful, which is a little bit too much for me to handle. I think it's just, you know, set nearly considered doing sort of you know genocide he did consider it very very thoroughly he -hmm. also enacted a police state like he had some rough moments like he said his number two he's also got that uh mullet well that's what makes him in second place because it's a really cool hair the mullet famously yeah that is true we've all seen joey okay so i guess going down from the top then we have we have uh mahad set isis slash kaleem uh, Shada, and then Shimon, and Akhenaten is in hell where he belongs. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. And is in Christian heaven where he belongs. Atem is in zero with place because he's the best. Yeah. Where we also let him go. Thanks for <laughs> he went to he, he gave us a thumbs up. Went to Christian heaven. He Gosh. said, "Amen." I'm Catholic now. Atem has become Catholic. Has <laughs> become. I'm just gonna say, even in the dub, I don't think he's in Christian heaven. In <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Whatever no, the no. Egyptian afterlife is. I don't think we are... there actually is much documentation on the exact nature of it. Yeah, we like, listen, we'll never find out where he went. We'll never know this. No, nope, we'll never know. Probably not. He's in the Egyptian afterlife. Uh... Great, that concludes our six priest ranking segment, official rankings. If any of you out there are at all debating this in the Twitter sphere or general kind of hell zone that the internet is, you can turn to us for authentic, real Kaibo sponsored information. Next segment, funniest deaths. Can't think uh, of any deaths at all, ever. Yeah, that's the thing. Dan, I think you might have to recuse yourself from this certain discussion. <laughs> what are my funniest little whoopsies? Fun- funniest events that may or may not be construed as deaths. So uh, let- let's throw some out there. Uh, there was Mokuba Kaiba, pre-incarnation. I... Who-, who died before we ever got to see him. Yeah. Who died because fire went through Kaiba's body. There's there's Ocknin who died twice. Twice. <laughs> he got stabbed by his son, and then Kisar went into the sunken place and killed him dead. For real. I will say, I think the weird monster version of Akhenaten looks kind of cool. He looks like Dracula from Castlevania. So cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, what is, what, is a, what is a man? A miserable pile of cards. Um, there was a time when Isis flew at Zork and just got, like, swatted out of the sky. Like, Family Guy style. <laughs> that was pretty funny. The that I, was very yeah, yeah, funny. no, I kind of got a hand to her. That was a pretty funny it was, death. It was a really funny death. That's the reason why I want to make this segment. There's, <laughs> there's Thief King Bakura just, like, dying off a horse. 
dying off a horse and then turning to sand that one time. Thiefing Bakker died like three times in this. That, that, that's pretty. That's pre- that's pretty funny too. <laughs> it is pretty funny. Um, but but specifically the first one before time reverses, where he just like it keels over. Yeah, keels over after getting uh, blasted by raw. I think Kalim had a pretty funny death, right? Where he was just in a house and got sucked into the ground. Yeah, and he gave he gave the Terminator a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was Does really Thames point as a funny death? Um, no. Where he walked into the afterlife giving a thumbs up? Okay, yeah, no, the thumbs up was very, very funny that he did that. <laughs> I mean, the only, thing, the, the only thing that would have been funnier is if he did the thing, like the little, like, okay hand, but it's below the belt, so that means you get to punch someone when they see it. <laughs> there's there's Mahad being like, I'll die, but I'll take you with me, and then he dies, but does not take Bakura with him. <laughs> That's also a pretty funny death. <laughs> Uh, and then the, uh, who, uh, Shimon's death wasn't really funny so much as it was I really thought it cool was that an, it was just really cool funny. that an old guy did that yeah yeah it was more badass than funny I'd say, I'd say I, he got the least funny death I mean, but it still goes on the list yeah I, I I think for my for my money the funniest death has got to be Isis's because she didn't do a single thing she's like I'm gonna get make this dragon big I'm gonna fly to Zork question mark question mark question mark profit <laughs> but she doesn't get to step four she just flies at Zork and just gets like yeeted away she Goodbye, does Isis. get killed by Dragon Dick Fireball. That's really, really funny. That is really funny. That is funny. For me, it is um, Ancient Egyptian Mokuba. Um, just because it is like, we've, it's like we created this character just to like cause Seto Kaiba pain. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like the, That's kind of funny. funny. That's kind of funny, too. The entire motivation between crea- behind creating this character just to like burn him to death immediately so like Kai what, what are you talking about him. he got but but audrey he got in the way of the fireball and he protected them that's <laughs> right thanks for kids that's movie magic baby <laughs> we'll fix it in post yeah i can't think of anyone dying except the except when they eventually meet their time because they are very ancient spirits and eventually die peacefully of old age mm-hmm. they pair, they okay so like actum cannon surrounded by family and friends yeah What's your favorite death, Sarah? Or the funniest uh, death to you, rather. Did he? Did Hassan die T-posing? Hassan died... Yeah, he kind of, like... That's pretty funny. He kind of... He, he, Hassan said, I love you this much. He stretched out his arms and died on the cross. God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Yu-Gi-Oh became Catholic. Actually, I'm gonna, <laughs> That's why he went to heaven at the end. He I'm did gonna, it for Hassan. I'm going to revise my answer. My funniest death to me is Shadi dying two years before the series begins. Okay. <laughs> Bakura goes and kills him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, that's pretty okay. funny. That's pretty good. That's ooh, pretty ooh, good ooh. to me. I think the pretty funny death was Honda when he drowned. For real. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. And no one noticed he was evil until he actually started fighting Yugi. And I would say, like this isn't a literal death, but it's more kind of like a like a like a beefing. The ego be, death. Gotta be Bakura stairs incident. It's okay. Yeah, true. It's Bakura's <laughs> favorite moment in this. Like he may not have died, but that kid fucking died. Remember when Tristan punched a dude off a horse? <laughs> yeah, you know, I do that every day. Yeah. I, I think Bakura was like probably medically dead for a couple minutes on those stairs, so it counts. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Actually, better answer. Bakura the morning after eating all that shit. <laughs> he made it literally like Dying on, on the, the night. Yeah. <sighs> this is a funny show. Bakura Tubby Troubles. <laughs> yeah, my fa- world's favorite death is Rio Bakura's uh, lower col- intestine. Large <laughs> intestine. 
We have fun here, folks. Uh, top ten funny family guy moments. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Top ten funny Yu-Gi-Oh deaths. We have anything more to rank? We do. We we're let's rank some dads. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's see. There's two of them. I can count an Akinadine job done. <laughs> yeah. There it is. That's it. Actually, I'm gonna put Obelisk above Akram Cannon, just like as a daddy. As a daddy, yeah. You know, you gotta. Um, can we put Harakdi above everyone as my mom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Best as mom award goes ul- to Harakdi. Ultimate mommy. Ultimate milf. Oh, okay. I was I was imagining just world's best mom mug, but sure. you can give her world's best mom mug, but I'm gonna give her world's world's best milf mug. I'm gonna give her the world's best mom mug. She's just. Ultimate. We can chip in for it together, Dan. All I can, all I know is that she's ultimate mommy. However, you take that is up to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes both ways. Thanks, mommy. Thank you, mother. All right. Are the other rankings? Yes. Uh, everyone, just, just just currently where we stand at the end of season five of Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters. What's your favorite god card? You can't pick Horiakti. There's ah. not a Horiakti house in GX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to pick one of the three. Uh, my favorite god card, I think, is actually probably accurate to, like, where I would be in the Duel Academy. So, 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 so before, before you, before you, before you, do, like, let's, let's not consider GX. We no, don't I, know about GX. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm considering GX. It's my favorite card, regardless of that. Okay, good, Before you say it, we're all gonna think of it, and then we're gonna say it on three, two, one. Okay, at the same time, and see yeah. where we stand. Yeah. Okay, I know mine. Yep. Yeah. Audrey, you ready? Yeah, I've been ready. All right, go on sound, Sarah. Three, two, one, slice. Osiris. Osiris. the Sky Dragon. Wow, okay, so three of us are red and Audrey's yellow, huh? Shrimp interesting. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say Ra's their favorite. Oh, I really like Ra. I'm also a Leo, and like gold's my favorite color, so I'm like, hmm, the gold one. It is a cool bird, and it does turn into cool fire. Yeah, I was going to say, you yeah. do, I do remember at MAGFest, you did ignite yourself on fire several times that weekend. Yeah. Damn, you'll get pissed. True to life. No, I just set myself on fire. This is this is a joke. Yeah, this, yeah. Is a bit. <laughs> this is a this bit. This is a bit. This is a joke. Um, this is a bit. Yeah, it's just it's gotta be Osiris for me. It's just a cool sky snake. It has two mouths. What those mouths do? Um it's just it's just like Not much. Well yeah, well each mouth has its own effect actually. One is Thunder Force and one is Lightning Bullet, Audrey. Did you watch the show? Listen, they both go ah. And the other one goes, ah, and they hermit. No, and the other one goes, put put the pussy in the sarcophagus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll have to find out Argyles and uh, Elliot Slater. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 figure it out. Yeah, we'll have them say it when we like next time they're on, and just yeah. we'll figure it out from there. It's interesting because we talk a lot about obelisk, and yet obelisk who? Obelisk is definitely my least favorite of the three. I feel like Elliot's gonna say obelisk if only for Ron Obelisk. Honestly, yeah. I would rank it like Slifer Obelisk Ra. Yeah, for me it's yeah. Ra Osiris Obelisk. For me it's Osiris Obelisk. No, I'm sorry. For me it's Osiris Ra Obelisk. Yeah. Hmm. I'm ah, down on this Ra one. Obelisk. Osiris hmm. Obelisk Ra. I think, here's the thing. I think as the series went on, they got better at drawing Ra. When you first see it, it literally looks like the shitty robot chicken. But like mm. in this season, I don't know. The proportions are a little bit different. So it looks like this very cool, like m- mechanical robotic beast. But it doesn't look as goofy as it did in season t- two or three. I forget which one yeah. it showed up in first. But and it like, looks a lot better in season five. That's that's the other part of it that I really enjoy is like the like 
futuristic aspect of it like it like really goes to like some sort of like afrofuturistic roots which i really appreciate yeah it's it's a very very cool design it's a cool take on a god that's not like oh some big ancient thing it's like no it's a robot i like that it has two modes i like that one of those modes is a robot i like that the other mode is a phoenix um wait you forgot about ball yeah you don't need don't don't put ball in the corner orb um, orb. but it's orb. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I like that it has those different forms. Um, I think it looks good. I, I like it. I, I like the it. Yeah. I don't have any more, uh, I got nothing else to say. Yeah. And also, I, so we sorted out all the questions and it does seem like most of them were for the series as a whole. Yeah. But I also may not have sorted them very much. No, I, I looked through them too. Almost all of them were definitely for the series wrap up. Yeah, yeah. I think I do just want to kind of consider here at the end of all things the alternate universe in which Atem lost the duel or chose to lose the duel in favor of just kind of like living with Yugi and hanging out with him in his grandpa's house for like the rest of his life. And just how fun that would be. The question is, is would, and I feel like I, I mean, hmm. I, I, I know I'm asking deep Yu-Gi-Oh lore questions here, but like, would Atem show himself to anyone other than Yugi, either by choice or by ability? Because I guess the implication is like sort of Atem is Yugi's, Yugi's ancestor in a way. I mean, they look exactly the same. Certainly that has something to do with it. So like, you know, after uh, someone turned this into a fanfic, Atem having to say goodbye to Yugi on his deathbed as he grows old and dies and Atem is still stuck in the puzzle, which is what maybe you're not considering, Sarah, when you're forcing Atem to live another 5,000 years without um, Oh, friendship. no, this is a tragedy. Explicitly. This is, not a, this is not a fun story. You see, you read this one to feel and to, to cry. I live for li- drama. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love robbery and fraud. <laughs> would <laughs> someone be able to, like, do any... I mean, I, this isn't like a... This is, this is, I'm opening it to the floor and like, it's more of what would you think? Would Atem either willingly or be able to show himself to anyone else were they to pick up and put on the puzzle? Well, okay. I guess it would, I think the puzzle would just be inaccessible and Atem would be by himself again for 5,000 years until some other, uh, Yugi kid, let's say, uh, let's say, oh, what's his name? You say? You say it's five Ds. You say Adams. Uh, Adams is his last name, huh? I think I'm not sure if Parents Gomez and Morticia. Pretty sure it's Fudo for us. You say Fudo. You say it might just be you say Fudo. They might. I think that it was just an ID. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, Mm. you say picks it up. He gets Yami. Yami. Yami is now the short one. Oh, wait. Okay, I got it. I so, think I got well, it. Wait, I think I got be, be, wait. Before, yeah, yeah, yeah. before you go into Sorry. that, Max, just really quickly, I think there's an important question that's not being asked here, which is, are we assuming that the puzzle is kept whole? Mm. Or do we assume that it gets broken up again? Because the entire right. point, the, the only reason, again, it is implied in some versions of the canon um, that, like, other people who tried to, like, possess the ring in the past all met terrible, terrible deaths because the spirit of the ring was like, fuck you, you're not my destined host or whatever. Mm-hmm. and You're not my real dad. And killed them off. Um, no one before Yugi had put on the puzzle because it was in... It, because it was the puzzle. It was this unsolvable right. puzzle that no one could figure out. And so it took Yugi eight years, remember, to solve mm-hmm. this thing. Um, oh, yeah. 
the question is, does it get broken up and does it get, you know, hidden or whatever mm-hmm. elsewhere? And does someone else, A, need to find it and then B, spend the amount of time they need to spend on it solving it again? So what I'm picturing here is, you know, Atem and Yugi, they kind of live a life together um, maybe Yugi fucks, maybe Yugi doesn't fuck. Either way, irrespective of whether he fucks or not, he's still kind of with the age you grow up and like gain a family. Uh mm-hmm. and and eventually presumably have someone upon whom he might consider passing the puzzle. Thank off you, Sarah. To. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. This is what I was gonna get at. But he but. knows because he solved the puzzle, and like Atem knows this because he's Atem, that to unlock the puzzles part you have to solve it so i'm just picturing a scene in which yugi is like you know he's really old he's got a little bandana maybe he has some overalls maybe he doesn't maybe he's got a different kind of style calls his sort of i know grandchild or successor to and is like i need to give you something very important it's this puzzle but like as he's handing it over he's just like psych and breaks it and is like you gotta solve it bitch solve it bitch except very politely because he's yugi and the thing is this would presumably like fragment Atem into non-consciousness, into like a sort of death until the puzzle could be solved. So like, you know, you'd they they would be talking about this and be like, all right, Atem, like, what's the most kind of troll-like way that I could do this? And it would just it would could be very fun. And maybe that successor manages to solve the puzzle. And maybe they don't. Maybe there's just like this puzzle gets passed along until someone else does solve it. And maybe it never does in a time fucking his brain like rots and dies and the next time it's solved he's cursed again and like burns some more people to death. That's what I'm thinking. Amen. Huh. I agree wholeheartedly. You basically that's like pretty much everything I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I'm so glad that you got that too. I'm sorry for taking your thoughts out of your brain. I don't I'm I no thoughts in my brain. You handed Only, them to oh, me. Yeah. I, I don't have, like, a serious answer for this, but I will say that I just recently finished um, a fanfic, uh, which was, like, a retelling of the entire series if, um, like, on, like, it works on the preposition that um, Zork and the Spirit of the Ring are, like, two separate entities, um, or that, like, the Thief King Bakura, like, was his original self inside the king- the ring, and that, like, Ryo was able to, like, speak to him and, like, sort of figure out, like, what had happened to him and tried to, like, save him from Zork's influence. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, like, a retelling of the entire series while trying to, like, save the Thief King from Zork's influence. Um, and, like, how that changes, like, Millennium World when, like, he's, like, he, like, reaches out to, like, Yugi and Atem at some point before going in and being like, listen, this thing is about to go down. I can't stop it. I've been making this thing diorama for, like, weeks in the back because this is the agreement I've had to make. But, like, you need to see- save the Thief King. Um, and at the very end of it, they're like, we've decided, like, he and Malik are like, we've decided that thing- since Zork stole his life, we are going to give him his life back. And they find, like, a way to, like, give him a natural life in, mm. um, like, the modern day once everything is said and done. And he, like, looks at Yugi, he's like, y- like whatever happened in-, in the past is, like, in the past. And they 
like reconciled and all that and it wasn't the pharaoh's fault or whatever so like here's mm-hmm. this here's the spell if you want to like if you want to use it to give a tem a natural life as well like by all means and so they both get their own like natural lives in modern day and that's what i would like to see personally but pretty I'm good i would like to see it d- gay and dumb do you think that like a tem living in modern day life would he get a job as like an Egyptologist because he could just like read hieroglyphs or would he be like god that's so lame and then just become a complete like esports guy or something no he'd work for Kaiba Corp he would oh. he would design games for Kaiba Corp there's no way <gasps> Audrey that's so good and so would Ryobakura because he's like a DM and stuff they both they both go on to design games for uh for Kaiba Corp that's my headcanon oh, they both that. become exploited labor for Kaiba Corp Excellent. actually I mean <laughs> Yeah, if they're if they if they if Yugi is separate from Atem in in this modern thing, then that's what I believe. But um, most most like future fics do have like Yugi as just esports champ, of except, uh, Prince for, of Games forever. I mean, that's GS for you. But yeah, um, I was gonna say I I'm suddenly very like much liking the idea of Yugi and or Yami being a game designer for Kaiba Court and just like. Kaiba just keeps rejecting the games, but keeps him hired anyways, just to, like, fuck with him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also thinking about that one Tumblr post that says, Kines these days don't even contribute to Egyptology. (sighs) (sighs) By the way, I did contact Argyle and Elliot in the Discord, and I was right. Elliot says his favorite god is Ron Obelisk. Excellent. Confirmed. Confirmed. Well, I'm glad that my weird, stupid question turned into an actual conversation. God, now I'm just thinking about the fact that, like, you know, Atem and Yugi, you know, they're doing gaming, they're doing game designers, but, like, someone gets wind that this person is, like, a legitimate reincarnated pharaoh and, like, won't stop writing to him being like, oh my god, can you please just help me translate the hieroglyphics? And he's just furiously deleting the emails. <laughs> um, Atem has to work for Kaiba in exchange for a social security card. God. <laughs> it sounds like I will get you official papers and like personhood, oh, personhood. So but you have good. to design games for me forever. And that is like, so good. I'm like, yeah, okay, that actually sounds pretty sweet. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> he doesn't design the games, but he's QA. Yeah, sure. He likes it. He just plays them. He, mm-hmm, he's QA mm-hmm. to make sure he. They they do like uh uh they do start going into like a whole from software like style of uh games mm-hmm. where they're just like unbelievably difficult and Kaiba's like here beat this you bitch every single yeah. time <laughs> and attempts like yeah okay sure and then he does if you think about it as like being Yami having been Yami Yugi and being like the kind of shadow self of Yu-Gi-Oh he kind of is his like dark soul it's kind of like the dark souls of dark souls huh Anyway, <laughs> this is truly the Yu-Gi-Oh of gaming. The Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah, we're hitting an R here. Um, <laughs> shall we wrap up? Is there yeah, anything else we had to discuss that we well, have? Let's wrap up like this undead mummy. Mmm. Undead mummy in me. <laughs> God, what a good video! Ever please <laughs> come into our Discord channel? Go and Yu-Gi-Oh anime stuff. I have, is this pinned? I'm it's probably this. pinned. If it's not, I don't think it now. is. I'm, it should I'm be though. It. I'm pinning it. It's a great post. My undone All right, mommy. here we go. Here's the sort of final challenge I'll posit to you all for the yeah. wrap up. Mm-hmm. I want you to describe season five in three words. 
Some major differences. Can I do it in two words? You can do it in two words, and that means Sarah gets four. Yeah. All right, the end. (gasps) Okay, all right, cool. Okay, my four words are undead, mummy, and me. My (laughs) words are God's sweaty feet. No! Hey, if you think about it, it's funny that your favorite uh, god card is is uh, is is uh, is Osiris because that's the only god card that doesn't have feet. Yeah, because I need I I need to remain celibate for Herakti, so I can't look at I can't be tempted by Osiris. We need to stop okay. this conversation. <laughs> I've been Sarah McCostumes. You can find me everywhere on Twitter at Sarah McCostumes and on the internet. And in general, I do another podcast, which is now over called Never Believe It. Uh, that's it. Wow. End of an era. Um, End of an era. Can't believe it's over for real. Yeah. Gone to a watery grave. <laughs> I'm Audrey. You can find me online on uh, Tumblr and uh, Twitter at Optimum and Prime. You can uh, follow at the Reticulation, T H E R E T I C U L A T I O N, on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Tumblr for uh, news about an upcoming website I'm starting with a friend that will elevate LGBT voices in the realm of pop culture criticism. And last week, I was also on. Uh, a guest on a episode of my friend's podcast, Imagine Me and Utena, where I talked about Utena, which you can, which you can find at UtenaCast on Twitter. Uh, the display name right now is Imagine Me and Yuri, Kur- Kuma, Yuri Kuma, because they're going through all of uh, Ikuni's work now. You know, there's a wow cool robot in the Utena movie. Just, just saying. A uh, special episode of Wow Cool Robot where we watch Utena. Yeah, Thank she you. she turns into a Gundam. Good she pilots her. a Gundam, kind of. Okay, so I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places, and you can find all those places at linktr.ee slash Mike underscore Dawson with a zero. From there, you can find my Twitter. You can find the other podcasts I'm on, which include Strangers Fiction, an actual play podcast focused on one-shots. We've got some campaigns that are in development. We don't want to actually start uploading them until they're done. So it'll be a long time before then. Uh, You can listen to uh, The Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast. Uh, Next week, we're doing a Halloween special where I read Sonic.exe. You can listen to Disney Minus, a Disney Disney film podcast. Uh, And we uh, recently recorded an episode on Hocus Pocus, so that should be hopefully be going up on Sunday. Oh, spooky. Uh, uh, and of course, you can find my art blog and my co-fee for where as little as $3 you can order a commission from me. And of course, last but not least, is at Xbox underscore holiday, where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. Um, as of this recording, October 19th, 2019. Uh, oh, Happy 10th anniversary, Fallout New Vegas. 10 years oh. of laughs. 10 years of pig iron on your hip. Pig iron on his hip. Uh, I'm Max. You can find me on Twitter at MaxiBajillion. You can also find some of my other shows. We mentioned it about 10 times this episode. Uh, you can go to Wow Cool Robot, or you can go to Wow Cool Podcast on Twitter, rather, to find Wow Cool Robot, a show about Gundam that I do with Sarah and our friend Colin, currently watching Zeta Gundam. It's um, Buck Ass Wild. It's not effective use of girl power, though. To get that, you'll have to play Blue Eyes Wet Dragon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very important you do so. Um, 
And I have another show called Slappers Only that I do with my friend Jordan, where it is a, is a, a video game music showdown podcast. Our most recent episode is on Animal Crossing. Tune in next week uh, for some spooky Halloween fun. Um, and that's on Twitter at well, cool, or sorry, yeah, that's on Twitter at Slappers Only Pod or at SlappersOnlyPod.com. Yeet. Um. And we've also been Pod of Greed. You can go to Pod of Greedcast on Twitter to check us out. We have a Discord channel you can find at kaiba.online. Um, I'm not going to bother shouting out the Tumblr because if I have my way, well, that will be deleted soon. <laughs> um, end of an can, era. End of an era. You can go to noisespace.xyz to find this and many, many more podcasts, which is a pretty sick, swaggy podcast network made by our friend Matt. Thank you, Matt. Swaggy. Shout out to, to Roy's new podcast, Nightmare Anara. Nana Roy's Nightmare Anara. It's great. I will be on that in a couple of weeks, and I have um I, I I have I probably will harm Roy in this recording by just what we're gonna read, but it's fine, don't worry about it. It's not on brand for me at all. Um Sarah uh, and Sarah, you want to tell them about our Patreon? Yeah, I do want to tell you about our Patreon. You can go to give us money to help us survive under capitalism. Money to- please. Oh, can we get some money, please? Sarah, we can't. You can go to patreon.com forward slash POD of greed and you can get our prestige minions podcast, Grugio, by giving us just $2 a month. Yes, just $2 a month and we will talk about more effective use of girl power in the Despicable Me movie. Very good movie. I make the Patreon. I I put Grugio on it. I subject my patrons to... to- Despicable me, and then I look at the, <laughs> then I look at what I've my plan, and I reconsider it. I love audio only memes. Look upon our mighty podcast, Grigio and Despair. Except don't, because you like it. Because Despicable Me is a really good movie. At it's the really five dollar and above uh, Patreon tier, you will get our, all, all of them below. You also get, you know, uh, we'll give you a shout out in every episode. We'll give you a cool role in the Discord. We will give you voting rights and some uh, creative control over what the content is that we put out. Just tell us what you want, and if you're five dollars and above, we will actually listen to you. And speaking of, we do have a $5 patron, Sarvis the Drow. Thank you, Sarvis. And we also have a $10 patron, uh, which we would usually shout out in the middle of the episode, but this episode didn't really have a middle. Thank you very much, Nero. Wyvern Nero is subscribed at the $10 and above level, which means that after sort of about four months of Patreon ship, we're going to send them some physical fucking products like cool t-shirts, cool mugs, worm on a string, graffitied cards, other random shit we think about in between then and now. I just realized I still have that babushka doll, which is blank that you could draw on. So I might start drawing on that shit and maybe we'll send it out to Nero Wyvern or someone else if anyone else subscribes. But you'll have to subscribe at the $10 out above Patreon level to get that. Go to patreon.com forward slash pot of greed. Yeah, check, check out all of our stuff. Check out my ass when I lay myself face down and end my podcast. I lay myself face down and end this season. I I uh, lay myself face down and wait for uh, wait for uh, that mom. Ah, fuck. I forgot her name. Max, you can make this joke because you were the one making the jokes of it. I, I lay myself face down. Harakti steps right on my dick and balls. <laughs> okay. 
Put your face Impressive down. She's doing that when you're face down. She's God. She the can do what she God. wants. Absolutely amazing. She can. To be clear, I'm not into this. I'm not airing this on the podcast for real. I'm doing a bit, everyone. Sorry, you've you've become the giant woman stepping me, guys. I'm sorry, Max. I made an entire Naruto podcast about feet and toes. You can live with the hell you've created. Uh, Peach. Damn. Peach. <laughs> 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 <